scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Welcome to our special 25th episode, the Halloween episode. Halloween. And the last episode of Guestoberfest. Where all October long we've had guests on for every episode. And this episode is not... Uh, I was going to say is no exception, but it's going to be exceptionally special. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You guys see what she did there? Um, so we have a special guest today. Uh, and would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so uh, Aaron, Sarah knows Aaron. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, the first show I ever did in Philadelphia, which uh, you know, as you guys know, Stephanie and I are both from the South. Uh, so I moved here, oh my God, over four years ago. Yeah, that was a long ass time ago. So the first show I ever did in Philadelphia, I had the pleasure of working with Aaron on, and that was Bus Stop, and we had a great time. Old Academy we had a great players. Time. The, the pleasure was all mine. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a silly community theater. You gotta love it. It was the worst. Yeah, it was the absolute worst. It it was it it was a it was a lot a lot of stress for no pay. The show was fun. I was gonna say you bring that's that's the if you don't do theater here's what you should know about theater people the more stressful and horrible the experience the tighter the bond so for real yeah yeah you're like that was the best of show a lot of things went down great people that director never directed there again oh my god is he I felt bad about that too there was he was touched. He was touched. Oh, he my God. And not in the way that we say talk touched about in a long yeah. time. That makes me really happy. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, I felt like we, we were destroying a handicapped person. <sighs> it wasn't us. It was Park. But we'll get into that on another Ooh, Yeah. Girl. It, that, yeah, that production was full of interesting things. But it made a new friend. Yeah. And now absolutely. Aaron is here and today. Now Aaron's here today to talk to us. To tell us about his um, But his experiences and his uh, story is going to be really, like, more particular, more, like, into it than anything I think that we've talked about before. Um, maybe more than, like, Josh Hitchens, who I think is who had, like, the most intense of all the experiences that we've had on the show. Um, but because we don't want to interrupt that or break that up at all, we just want to go ahead and get right into the promo situation. Yeah, y'all. I want to take care of all of our business stuff. Do we have any other business? I don't think so. I think no, end of Guestoberfest. Well, it's Halloween. This is your, if you live in Philly, your last chance to catch Buffy. <laughs> there you go. What's more with feeling, which is at the Adrian Theater on Sansom. Uh, that's at 10 o'clock. And Halloween is actually going to be a dress up and sing along occasion. So if you live in Philly, you're a Buffy fan, you want to come see this show, uh, tickets are on Fitz website. Sometimes they're a pain to find. So you can also like DM me or our show on Instagram yeah. and I'll get you the link for tickets. But that's the last thing that I have going on by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. You said a Buffy musical? Yes. It's there's a there's a musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And this is a staged production of that episode. Okay. So yeah. It's uh, a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I play Very Sweet. Cool. Who is uh, who's the villain of the episode? Who comes to town and makes people sing and dance to death? Sweet, She's yes, a tap dancing <laughs> demon, a dancing demon. Oh, something isn't right there. That's a line. No, oh, sorry, that's a line from the do show. That to I'm me. so sorry. That's, she looked that's, over that's, at that's our recording equipment and went, Giles, "There's something." Giles not says right that over. like early in the show. Sorry. So promo, <laughs> promo. We're really excited to introduce you guys to these girls. We've already introduced them before, but you guys should Kiyos go check out Kiyos and Carnage over at. They mostly podcast at night. 
mostly. There it is. <laughs> she hates it. But I'm sure they love it. I'm sure they do. I know they do. They're great. Listen up. Chaos and Carnage made a podcast and things went awry. That's right. This is Chaos and Carnage reminding you to stay bloodthirsty, friends. And make sure you check out our horror movie review podcast, They Mostly Podcast at Night. Posted every Monday night, we explore the farthest edges of the horror genre. Come to us for all things spooky and settle in for our bicker and banner that has marinated for the last 20 years. You can find us on iTunes, Anchor.fm, and Stitcher. And make sure you follow our social media at Podcast at Night for all the up-to-date news. We will be waiting for you. What's the name of the podcast? They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. Say it! <laughs> it's just called They waiting. Mostly Podcast at Night, but and I always have to wait and then follow it up by going, Mostly, because it's a reference to aliens. Oh, what is her name? Newt, little girl. She's talking about the aliens, and she's like, they mostly come at night. Mostly. <laughs> like, that's how she says it. So every time she says the name of the podcast, I follow it up by saying mostly, and she makes a face. I do. But that's the name of the show. But it's a podcast, so people don't see my faces. Right. <laughs> Which is a damn shame. Which is why I have it. She does. She gives great face. <laughs> How's your face? No complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. Um, but yeah, they're great. Go give them a, a shout out, check out, listen. They watch horror movies and then review them and talk about them. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> All right, let's dive into our spooky shit. Let's do it. How do we want to do this? So, Aaron, I just put all the pressure on you. Yeah, I'm like, okay. where would you like to start? Um, I'll, I could start from my beginning. my beginning. So, preface all of this by saying that I don't know if I actually believe in ghosts. I love it. That's the perfect way to start this. I don't because I, I always hate when when somebody. Instantly, you tell them something, and they're like, "Oh, that's a poltergeist," or um, you know, "That's that's you know, residual haunting," and it's it kind of pisses me off a little bit because to, to just shoebox shoehorn something so quick when like, how the hell do you know what it is? Like, so I try to stay skeptical, and I try to not really think of it in terms of like, well, I definitely know what this is. Um, I definitely don't know what it is, and I don't think anybody else knows what, what this stuff is. So, yeah, I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not, but I guess you would call it a ghost. Uh, I call it an attachment because it stays with me. Anywhere I go, it's, it's with me. It moves with me. It's been with me my whole life. No, that's not entirely true. I, to be 100% honest, I think I inherited it from my father full-time when he died, which would be 10 years in February he's been gone. But uh, he was the only one that really took me serious as a kid, me and my, my sister. I have two sisters. One of them never experienced anything. The other one has, uh, but I'm the one that now has it all. So for me, it started uh, when I was five. I, I was allowed to stay up uh, late, and we were, there, my parents were watching a movie, which scared me as a kid. I actually later saw the movie, and it wasn't scary. Though. It, wasn't, it wasn't a horror movie, but it was, it was kind of like a horror movie comedy. Mm. But it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, so I ended up sleeping in their bedroom uh, with them. And I kept waking up in the middle of the night. My dad had uh, um, tinnitus in his ear. Tin- I don't know the no, that was right. 
um, in his ear. So he had ringing all the time. So when he slept, he had to have like the television on. Um, so let me see if I can set this up for you. So the bed was against was was in the center of the room against one wall, and at the foot of the bed, the, the TV would have been in the right corner, and then there's a bathroom right next to it, and on the opposite corner was a walk-in closet and a nightlight. Um, this this conch shell my dad had made with this orange light bulb that was in it. So I kept waking up. I kept having bad dreams. I actually remember the dreams that I had. This was this was such a harsh night for me and. When I would wake up, there was a guy standing in the, the bathroom door, and he was kind of bathed in that just the blue light of the, that the television got off, that, that ambient light. And it, it looked just like my dad. But my dad was laying right next to me, and the guy was just standing there. And so I woke up a couple times, and each time I woke up, I wouldn't open my eyes all the way. I just kind of, like through my eyelashes because I was laying down so I could easily just look straight down my body through like my eyelashes and he was there he was just standing in the bathroom door and I mean I'm really gonna show my age right now so <laughs> back then they didn't have such TVs have sleep timers built into them right mm-hmm. um, well they didn't have them back then what they had was this box that it had a dial on it and you would dial the amount of time that you wanted it plugged into the wall you had to wrap your TV through it, the TV power through it, because basically what it did, it interrupted the circuit to the yeah. TV power, and it made this clicking noise. Like, it had this, this like, lever on the side. went clink. When the dial got to the time, it would force it over. That's how it worked. High-tech shit there. <laughs> it would force that, that thing, and it would go clink. And when it did that and turned the TV off, I woke up and I sat straight up. And the guy that looked like my father wasn't in the the bathroom anymore in the bathroom door but there was another guy that came out of the closet (gasps) and started walking right towards the bed and i freaked the fuck out i i started screaming my head off i woke my mother up she sat up and i kind of like i dove behind her and i just kept i was just pointing towards the guy and and you know the man and there was nobody there by the time i woke the whole house up so I woke everybody up, even woke the neighbors up. We lived in a in a row home, uh, so you know your neighbors are practically family. So I, I, I woke, you know, I woke everybody up. What I never did tell everybody though was about the guy that looked like our father standing in the bathroom. I was already embarrassed, I guess, and I just, you know, just stick to the story. You know, it's crazy enough. So my dad took me serious. He got up, and I remember him. He had this clock that was my grandmother's, and he took the clock and, and uh, he put it in, in the closet, and told me that I was never allowed to touch the clock again. The clock basically wouldn't keep time right uh, in any room of the house other than his bedroom. And the week before that, I was messing around it. It had a little slide in the back, and, and I was playing around with the gears inside of it. So. Uh, he it had something to do with his mother, and that was hers. It was the only thing she ever she owned. Uh, so I don't fully understand it. I actually own the clock now. Um, but I thought you weren't supposed to touch it. At the I time, I take care of it. I take care of it. Yeah, and it's I, I feel slightly responsible for it. So I I keep it. I mean, I don't touch it. It's put away. But so 
I mean, I, I slept with a with a massive halogen light on in my room until I was like thirteen. For like a long time, I couldn't uh, I couldn't go to the bathroom because the bathroom I you'd have to go up the stairs, walk past their bedroom to get to the bathroom. I'd have to have somebody stand at the bottom of the stairs and watch me go past their bedroom. Like my, you would think, like if you're, you you're a mother to to this kid, like this like doing all this stuff, like you would think, like man, my kid is traumatized. What's up? Yeah, yeah right? but no, not at all, not at all. I just. Freddy she was like, go pee, damn it. He's such like, a it's pussy. fine. He's such a weirdo. Yeah. He just wants attention. <laughs> but so things calmed down for, for a long time, for years, years. And I remember when I was 15, I was um, hanging out with my sister. She was getting ready for work. She was a bartender. And I was um, sitting on the uh, edge of the bathtub while she was putting her makeup on. And we were just talking about like the weird things that, you know, we've seen in the house and she just offhandedly mentioned that she used to see a guy that looked like our dad in their bedroom. Yeah, my fucking blood ran cold when she said these these words came out of her mouth. And I, I you saw him. I, I was like, you saw him more than once. And and she said, yeah. I'm, I'm like, why did you continue to sleep in that room with them? And she said, because he never came out of the bathroom. He only stayed there in that he doorway. He only stayed in that doorway. He never came out of that. Right. She just saw him in the doorway, but he never came out of there. So it's, you know, that was like some serious validation for me that like I wasn't crazy. That did happen that night. And that's kind of how it goes now. It's a whole lot of, is is am I crazy? Is this really happening? And then some some hardcore validation that, yeah, this is happening. This isn't crazy you're not crazy and then yeah like i said things quieted down for a very long time till my father died about eight years ago and now it's just all on me it really kind of dictates a lot of my life it's ruined relationships i've had to move because of it uh, because of like what it's done to like my neighbors one of the things that that it it, it does is in it's interesting. It it will make people very hostile towards me. Strangers, total strangers. And, and a lot of times I walk around, I feel like I'm Larry David, you know, like like I'm in a big Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Ghost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Oh. <laughs> like, um, I... I was living in uh, Swarthmore uh, with my girlfriend, and we had an upstairs neighbor. He was an, an older guy. I'd say he's about ooh, 60, 60. Um, nice guy. We, it was a converted house, so it, there was three apartments to it. There was the first floor which where we lived, which was the biggest unit, the second floor, and uh, then there was a, an annex apartment that you had to basically go around the back of the house and go up a fire escape to get to. So he lived alone. He had... He had a daughter, but she lived in Florida, and I think the only other family he had was, like, his dad who, like, lived in media. And obviously he, the guy's 60. His dad's, you know, yeah. practically got both feet in the grave. So, you know, I kind of befriended him. Like, I brought him back Thanksgiving dinner from my, my family's house. I brought him a nice plate. And, you know, kind of like any holidays that we'd go out and get, you know, that you're eating with your family. And I'd bring him back food. So we became friends. And... um you know, I kind of looked after him. 
Uh, and then I would get these phone calls from him. Like we were in uh, Louisiana uh, on vacation and he called me up because there was somebody in my apartment. Um, he could hear them walking around using the toilet. And yeah, you're like, what do you do when you get that phone call? Where, where you're you're fucking five hundred miles away from home, and some somebody's telling you that, dude, there's somebody in your place. And so I, I, I was like, well, fucking, can can you go down there, please? Can, can, yeah, can, can you, you take a look? Yeah, can you go down and take a look? And so he did, and uh, obviously there's nobody in there. Yeah. Uh, but he continued to hear somebody walking around in there. Basically, it seemed like it was preying on him a lot. This is how it typically goes now. It preys on the people that, that I, I'm with, that my, it preys on my loved ones. Um, barely, rarely does anything to me, uh, but it preys on everybody else. And so he started to unravel. He started because he started seeing things and he started getting very paranoid and he uh, – he was a gun owner too, and I remember one Rough time. combo. Yeah, I remember like really, really kind of like it's like he started seeing th- things in his place, like his blinds opening. Uh, not, he said he saw it one time where he said he was sitting down and he watched the he, he watched the goddamn blinds, like Venetian blinds. So once you, that you pull the string and they, and they they go up, yeah, raise up. Cool. Uh, but most times there would be things like they were up and now they're down. They were down and now they're up. And I just got really nervous around this guy. And I got really nervous for my girlfriend's safety. And then one night he had uh, he'd called me up because he saw me. He was really, uh, he was really, really upset. It was the night we left. Uh, he, he had saw me looking in his bedroom windows and – you know, like really hostile. You know, like what, why the fuck are you looking in my bedroom windows? Like, at that dude lived on the second floor. I was like, did he live on the? He second lived on floor? the fucking second, like with my floating up to your windows. So it, right then it was like, okay, he's angry and he's angry at me. Yeah, and he's got a lot of guns. I'm getting my girlfriend and we're we're getting the fuck out of here now. Um, it's it's too much. It's too much. And then. After that, that shortly kind of, you know, we broke up shortly after that because, you know, things were happening with her too. So basically what happens is it'll quiet down where there'll be no no incidents and then it starts slowly, you know. You set your, your car keys down somewhere. You set them down on the table. You go into the kitchen, get a drink, go back to get your keys because you forgot something in the car and the keys aren't there. And then they show up someplace else. Then you start kind of thinking, eh, maybe I put them. Maybe I didn't put them where I thought I put them. You know, I you know I do smoke pot, and <laughs> these things happen. Preacher um, the choir. <laughs> and it plants a seed. It plants that little seed of doubt in your head, and then it starts growing. It like um, hell was it last month? It made a whole. <laughs> it made a whole dinner vanish like a takeout box me and my uh me and my roommate we went to uh she likes greek food so we went to this greek festival and we got dinner we got take we got takeout dinner and i only had a little bit of mine and i put it I put it in the fridge 
And the next day, it was gone. Like, the box, everything was gone. You're sure she didn't take it? I was going to say, she swore she loves, life. <laughs> she loves Greek food. <laughs> and, and, and that's a good question. And this is this is why it does it. It does these things to create uh, animosity. strife, animosity between people. And to be honest, like, I, I, I was pissed. And no, I didn't think it was her. I mean, obviously, of course, you're gonna be like, maybe she, maybe you did eat it. But yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you're always gonna think that it's it's so goddamn ingenious. Like, take take the food. Where did, I, that's the thing. Where the hell did it go? You don't. You still haven't found it. It didn't show it's up gone. somewhere. No, it's gone. You're like, this smells it, weird. Oh, there's my take yeah, 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 garbage. Like, in yeah, my closet. In the dryer. Under my sock drawer. Like. In the dryer. <laughs> no, it, it never showed back up. It's just gone. Maybe it's just a hungry, hungry ghost. It's a hungry ghost. A funny thing about that too that night. So typically, I like I I I'm trying to I'm saving money, so I go I'm gonna buy a house. Um, so I'm pretty boring these days. I so I spend a lot of Saturday nights at home, and that we went out to the Greek festival to get food. When we came back, we I walked in the house. I walked in first, and you got to pass the kitchen to go through the dining room to get to the living room. And when I walked into the living room, the TV turned on by itself, and my uh, my video that I was watching on YouTube started playing again. And I wasn't touching my phone. The yeah. TV remotes were on the other side of the room. And so when the TV turns on, it makes this like doo-doo-doo-doo mm-hmm. noise. And she heard it in the kitchen, and she said, did the TV just turn on by itself? And I was like, yep. And it restarted my video for me. So it's, I don't know if it's just one of those things where it's like, I know you left. I know you left, and I'm not used to that. Um, my ghost was like, do I smell Greek food? <laughs> <laughs> Let me distract them by turning this TV on Look, right quick. TV's on. I'm going to go swipe your leftovers. It's like, yoink. I love that tzatziki sauce. Well, you know, some of the more, like, nastier things that it's that it's happened and uh i kind of i kind of did purposely glaze over it um with my ex it um it's sexually assaulted exes before in bed nobody there like forcibly like holding them down and touching them um where they don't want to be touched and yeah it's i i don't you know, it's hard to talk about it's yeah. hard to, yeah, yeah. It's something that you don't really hear a whole lot of, but like feeling penetrated. Wow. Um, and I mean, what do you do? Who do you? Yeah. When you're you're violated by something that's not there, and how do you how do you deal with that? So that that's always hard. And I always feel very guilty about that kind of stuff. But that situation has never happened to you. No, but you no. multiple. I, I've been. I, I've. I've. Yeah, and makes me makes me nervous. I mean, obviously, like you know, I, I don't want it to happen to anybody. I I do get I do get sleep paralysis. Um, I get held down. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, that's that's the worst that I I get. It's uh, like uh, when I we had broken up. I'd moved back home for a little while until I I found another place and. 
I, I always seem to take these like little short trips to like faraway places, and then I just come right back, like drive back. I mean, that's what you do on a trip, I guess. You you go away to a faraway place. I seem and to go away right on back. a trip, and then I come back from it. It's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like you know, like I was telling you earlier about just driving down to South Carolina to see the eclipse and just drive right back. Right. I went to Chicago for. I drove out to Chicago for a weekend, and uh, while I was gone, it um it attacked my mother two nights in a row. Uh, the first night, was that, yeah, the first night there was a there was a noise. There was a lot of noise downstairs, and um, she went to get up to uh, go see what it was, and she was pinned down in her bed. Then the, the second night it happened. It, she said it sounded like like a wall caved in downstairs and when she went to get up she wasn't only pinned down she's and when she tell the story she you know she'd be like hands on my shoulders like it, it's not being pressed on my chest you felt hands on my my shoulders holding me down and one oh and then a hand on her throat and she still you know and she kind of joked and you know because uh my, my, my dad's name was bob and when she was able to like be free, you know. She basically said, you know, she told Bob that you're like, Bob, cut it out. Does she still live in the house that you like grew up in? Yeah, 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 she does. So, and that happened again, uh, probably a few months ago. My my roommate was attacked, not sexually, thankfully, but she had woken up and uh, she went to get up and she was pinned down and she was and she was being choked. She was being choked and. I was downstairs. I, I I I have to wake up early for work. Um, my, I I'm a tradesman. You know, if you're in a trade, you gotta wake up butt fuck early. So mm-hmm. I I wake up early no matter what, even if it's on the weekend. So I I was it was about four thirty in the morning, and I was up like just watching Netflix. And while she was upstairs being attacked, um, and she knew I was downstairs, just sitting there watching TV, and she couldn't scream to me. She tried to bang on the wall. She couldn't move her hands, and she just had to let it happen. And after it happened, uh, she came downstairs, and she was really freaked out and scared. And it's one of those things where it's like I've been telling her about this stuff. You have to kind of tell people about Mm -hmm. this. And I was upset for her, but on the other hand, I was happy that like now she she knows – that this isn't just me making up stories. Yeah. Um, and so I I don't know where it comes from. I, I have a couple thoughts. Um, could be my grandmother, my father's mother. She was a pretty obstinate woman. My mother my and my father would describe her as just angry. Like uh, when my my two sisters were, were – yeah, they were young. They were older, um, but they were just – you know toddlers and i was born my dad had to go into a detox um for his alcoholism and so i had my here's my mother who was 20 years younger than my dad by the way so my you know my dad's like 50 my mother's you know 30 and she's got a two-year-old a three-year-old a brand new baby and uh his father's mother who's a senior citizen doesn't like her to the point where she had to go to the bathroom and but she needed help to to get up to go up to the stairs and my mother couldn't help her um and at the time and she you know she was demanding you know i need to go now and 
she had a screaming baby, two other kids running around. The woman relieved herself on the couch just because she wouldn't do what she wanted at that time, just to kind of paint a picture of, of how this woman was. Um, so she put her in a nursing home while my dad was in detox, and she died there while he was in detox. So I don't know if it's her or if it has to do with the previous owners of the house. They had, I think they had like nine kids, eight or nine kids. And the wife was actually, she died giving birth to like another kid. And at that point, the the father fell apart. This the state stepped in, uh, took the kids, and uh, kind of just left him a, a mess. And, and my parents bought the house um, at Sheriff's Sale. What happened to him? Don't know. My mother used to say that when first bought the house, they would be sitting. Uh, she, you know, they were fixing it up. My dad would be at work, and he would sit out front and just stare at the house. And really kind of freaked my mom out. Just sit in his car and, and just stare at the house. So, wow. And so I don't know if it's the mother. Um, and evidently, like, they really they didn't take care of the kids either. When they, my parents took the carpet up, there were urine stains all over the floor. Mm. Human urine stains. So, yeah, I don't know if it's that woman or if it's my grandmother or if it's something else. But it's here it's mine i can't get rid of it and i just have to live with it <laughs> i'm like i have lots well, of I things was like, I have lots of <laughs> please ask away well my first thought there's um, more too but i wouldn't you know right and i was like talk. do you i was like do you have more nice. do you want to please talk well there are a lot of things that stood out to me so like what was really like uh, the thing that really stuck out to me was when you were saying that the neighbor upstairs was like you were staring at my window. I saw you staring at my window. And when you're, when you were dealing with like your the thing that was bothering your father, it was something that looked like your father. I thought about that too. So I'm like, that's really. It's like taking the shape. Shape right of like whoever it's like, following. Um, and I wanted to know, did you ever? Did your father ever talk about it, or did you? Because I know you said that you kind of felt like you had inherited it from him, even though you had ex- you had seen it or like experienced things from it like before that. But was it ever anything that like your dad ever talked about with you, like his experience with it at he all? He never talked personally about it and his experiences, but he um, definitely believed in 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 it. Mm-hmm. But my dad was kind of a mystery in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I guess all dads are, you know. Like uh, one one weekend, I, I woke up and we have we have a piano um, that nobody ever played. I woke up and somebody was playing the piano, mm. like skillfully playing the piano. <laughs> and you're, I, and you're I'm like, very like, well. Who, who the hell's in our house? Just <laughs> None of us do this. I'm like, who the hell's in our house? And I walked downstairs and it was my dad. It was the only time I've ever heard him touch that piano and play. Yeah. I had no idea he could play the piano. It was the only time I ever heard him play. Um, but. No, he never talked personally about it, but I kind of wish I asked him directly about this stuff because when I was growing up, the incidents were kind of few and far between. My sister Julie had her experiences. I had mine. Yeah, the worst for her was we had gotten the chicken pox. Julie didn't. I did, and my older sister got the chicken pox. So we ended up having to – so my, my mom stuffed me in, in the room with my other sister who had the chicken pox, and Julie slept in my bedroom. And she had uh, she had woken up one night 
and there was a, a woman standing in the corner of my room, and she had uh, she saw her, and she, she knew it wasn't my mother, but she still asked, you know, Mom? And obviously, like, the woman didn't respond, and so she pulled the blankets up over her head, and um, she went to peek out, and the woman was kneeling down right in her face. <gasps> Stop! Right in her face. What did and, she look like? Oh, I don't want to know. Oh, what did she you know, look I would, like? I would have to, I have to ask her, and I'm going to see her on Halloween, so I'm, I'll ask her, because um, I'm sure she remembers exactly. And the same thing that happened. Do you remember, like, how old you guys were around that time when that one happened? Um, I think I was about seven. Six or seven. And how old would that made her? That would have made her nine, mm-hmm. nine or ten. And, she, you know, screaming her head off woke the whole house up. Yeah. Because the other thought that I had, too, when you were talking about your grandmother, who, um, I don't know if this added to her being an ornery old bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if part of it was like something had been terrorizing her. And if that could have been passed from her to your dad and from your dad to you? I don't know. Um, I think a lot of – I mean I, I try to think rationally about it. Sure. I've only seen one picture of her. I mean I met her when I was a baby but – And that's what I mean. Like I if she would have died and like at that point it being passed to your dad where like – because you saw stuff from your dad's room when you were like five on, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I stopped sleeping in that bedroom. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck yeah, that. Five years old. That was the last time I ever like – from being scared, slept uh, with my parents for comfort. I yeah. never did it again after that night. Here's the joke: your parents set up a cardboard sculpture <laughs> of your dad. Of your dad. Awesome. Just to be like, cut out of your dad we're up in the bathroom sick of door. this kid sleeping in bed with us. We need our own space. We need our own bed. Just f- scare him. Scare when him. Burglars come in the middle of the night. They'll see this guy in the bathroom. They'll scare the bonus. shit out of him. They'll yeah. just run yeah. out. Just, it's it's a double. It's no, that was a cardboard cut out of your father. That other guy was here to rob us. So that was just a bonus. We just the guy coming out of the closet was a robber. He saw the cardboard cut out in the bathroom. It was like, ah, shit, started coming towards. Yeah. And then the kids screamed. He was stuck and in the closet like, the whole night because he's out. like, is this guy going to go to bed? God damn it, what? go to sleep, kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> TV clicked off. Now I can move. Ugh, never mind. I think um, we just cracked the case. What did you have? No, my grandmother, um, she uh, and her family, they they uh, fled Russia um, mm. uh, when um, when communism I feel in. more validated in this theory. Like she brought some Russian scary and shit over they, here. You know what they it were going to be murdered, uh, so they they fled Russia yeah. to the United States. And my father's father left when my dad was ten, and it was like like Depression era. Yeah. Um, and so she was stuck, and she had no employable skills. And she was a single mom now. He two, left her. Yeah, with two kids, <gasps> and so she had two brothers that basically raised my my father. Um, and they helped out a lot. Yeah. But she was a she was a bitter woman, and yeah. rightfully so. I was like, yeah, no wonder. Fuck. Um, well, here's my question. Did that clock come with her from Russia? I don't Cause know. Because the Ooh, one shit. common denominator is that clock. Clock, boom. I don't know. Sarah. <laughs> you mean tick-tock, boom. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, Sarah. And I do my best not to really, case. not to to engage with it. Um, with the clock. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I'm sure it's very easily identified if it like mm-hmm. where it came from. I guess I'd have to take it out of storage now. Shit. I just wonder, yeah, because you mentioned. That- I have a lot of questions about the clock, but that's also just because anytime a parent is like, "Don't touch this thing," you're like, "Why can't I well, touch that more, thing? I want to touch that thing." Yeah. 
Yep. Tell well, me about why it's I not can't just touch the clock. There's other objects too that are kind of attached. That Painted. I, yeah, that I have. Um, there's a one of the other ones is a little cast iron piggy bank of a Yorkie. And when I was, I don't really, I don't remember any of it because I was a lot younger than five. But evidently, I had a, a an imaginary friend uh, named Sam that lived in the Yorkie, and like I don't remember any of this. Uh, and there would be nights where like it would sound like the, like walls were falling in in my bedroom, and you know my parents would come rushing in, and I'd just be asleep. Y'all are playing and, Sam House, right? And you know it was Sam. Yeah, um, Sarah, Sarah. One of the stories that Mary Angela had told us um, was she had an imaginary friend, and she was talking to her mom about it, and she's like, "No, that wasn't like I remember that little girl. She was not imaginary. Like she was very real. Like she would come and we would play." And her mom was like, "No, that girl was never here. You used to talk about this girl Debbie all the time, <laughs> and and Debbie, Debbie and you were Debbie. We're gonna go play Debbie House." And she was like, "No, Debbie was a real girl. Like she had very vivid memories of of seeing this little girl. But that that was a very vivid memory for her. Where she was like, "No, I saw this little girl like regularly. We would hang out. Like she was my friend." And they were like, "We didn't have any neighbors. We lived in the middle of nowhere. There was no little girl coming to hang out with you." And Mary Angela like swears to this like to this day that she remembers this little girl that she would play with but one of the things is they would play debbie house where like debbie would come over and this we that we would play debbie house and that's why i was like oh you were playing sam house sam. <laughs> with your imaginary friend sam so you said it would sound like walls were caving in in your bedroom and your parents would come in and nothing would have yeah. happened just like when your mom heard Stop like a wall yeah. caving in downstairs yeah. <sighs> What else do you have that's yeah, vintage like you you and attached? <laughs> um, We're putting it all on an eBay listing. You know this shit will sell for thousands of dollars if you say it's haunted. <laughs> I, I can't get rid of it. I feel very responsible for the, for this stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and, and it's not like I don't watch these shows either. I, sure. Just, just because I have this stuff affecting my life doesn't mean that, like, I don't enjoy it, like, watching, you know, like, the, the haunting shows and stuff like that. And I saw, you know... I th- one of my favorites is uh, Paranormal Witness, especially like the first two seasons. They were they were really good, and uh, the Dybbuk box one. Yep, that's what I think of when you talk about that clock. Yeah, is that it uh, sounds like a Dybbuk box situation. And I would like, and they pass that box around to like three, four different owners. Like I'd feel very guilty, like letting somebody like ha- putting this off on somebody else. Yeah, the just box- on the off chance it went with it. Yeah. The Dybbuk box was also a haunted eBay listing. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That's what made me think of it. Yeah, we, There's a lot about, of yeah, we talked about like paintings, like haunted paintings that people have sold, but they've been very clear where they're like, just so this you know, haunted. like this is haunted. If something comes with this painting, like you can't hold us accountable or letting you know. Like, do you, do you think about buying like something like that? No. Do I think about yeah. buying it? No. God, no. no. These are Why? just things no. that we've talked about before on the show. Do you buy it and, and gift it to somebody? Only if you hate them. (laughs) But no, a lot of times the people who buy the things, like, they say they've experienced things, but they also are like, I would never sell this piece. Like, now this piece is, like, more valuable to me than what I bought, regardless of what they've experienced from having it. I have no idea. There's there's a, a lot of them are dolls. 
Um, there's a big one, oh, and I'm fuck gonna that. I'm gonna <laughs> say the name of the doll, even though saying the name of the doll is supposed to bring it into blah blah blah. blah. Harold the doll. Sorry, Harold, if you're upset about this. Harold the doll. Harold the oh, doll shit, is, is like a known like eBay <laughs> listing that was super haunted, and um, I just listened to the episode of this for and that's why we drink, which is another paranormal podcast. It's like ours, um, and they did a really great episode on Harold the doll and his whole story. But at the end of it, the guy who originally ended up buying him from the eBay listing was like, I'm not ever getting rid of this doll. Like, I know what's going on with it. I know how to handle it, but I'm never, ever getting rid of it. It's yeah. only staying with me. Yeah. You, like, I mean, you do. You, you feel a very like a strong level of responsibility for it. Yeah. I don't know why you, you would invite it into your life. Um, right. Why you'd be well, like, I'm. I'm There's, bored. Let me get this haunted yeah, clock. Like, I don't have enough shit going on. Let me go buy a fucking haunted painting. <laughs> and that's a little insight into the mind of Zach Baggins from. <laughs> he's a douche. <laughs> he is, but he's the one who goes and buys all this I shit, know, and I he know. put it all in a like, museum in Las Vegas. He's laughing all the way to the bank too. Yeah. He is with all of his ghosts that are attached to him. He's like the guy. Yeah. Excuse me for the Gettysburg Museum. He's just like some of it's like it all comes from different like places. Some of it like you so believe you believe you learn something. You. It's your, your own fault. fault. Yeah, I mean, speaking of like Gettysburg, um, and this is why I I, do, I don't know what it is, and I, I'm very reluctant to put any labels on it. Um, and I just heard this story this morning about this. Uh, I guess the movie was called Gettysburg, not the documentary, not the uh, not, not the Burns documentary. But a uh, movie called Gettysburg, and evidently, and I need to look into like the the validity of, of the story, where they were filming and they had all these extras in you know period costumes, and it, there was a, a a ridge where it was high up, and they all went you know in, during a break to kind of watch the sunset, and they said that this old grizzled man um, in costume had come up to him. And you know, he said he reeked of sulfur too, which is what the uh, oh, demon. They, they, they no, they used it in the ammunition back then. I hate that smell. And basically, it was like like, like you know, smell. kind of like yeah, it's a rough day, boys. You know, and he had musket balls, um, and he kind of like gave them musket balls, and they didn't think any of it, you know. And then at the time, then like the, you know, they kind of started talking, and the guy just kind of vanished out of nowhere. But they still had the musket balls, and they they got they went back. They took them into town and had them verified that they were authentic, legit period wow. musket balls, which is interesting to me. If it's a true story, the fact that those items they came with that guy and they stayed when he, when he didn't, left. and it's a physical object that was in pristine condition. Now it's over 150 years old. Um, how does that happen? Just like, how did my food disappear? How did the whole fucking box disappear? And where did it go? It's interesting. And there's, you know, there's, there's a lot to understand. There's a lot there that I want to understand. And it's one of those things where I really think that science is just so dismissive of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll, I think as much as we want to understand it, I don't think that we'll ever understand it. I hope so. I the thing for me about it is, like, I don't, like, I've never experienced anything, and I'm completely skeptical about all sorts of shit. And anytime something happens in my house, I will find some way to tell myself, like, no, that's it's not what it is. It's fine. Um, but I also am of the mind that, like, 
just because I haven't experienced something doesn't mean that it's not real. Just like, you know, I was like the best thing that I can, the best and least uh, problematic thing that I could compare it to would be like catcalling where dudes are like, does that really happen though? I've never catcalled. I've never seen that happen. Like fucking, I promise you it's happened. It happens to me all the time every day. Like, I feel like that kind of way about it where I'm like, no, I've never seen that and I've never had, but if somebody is so like that experience happened to them and like, you can tell like they are shaken by that experience. Catcalling? Yeah. Sometimes. I've been followed. But I've been followed. Why can't somebody else have been followed? (laughs) (laughs) By by something that they can't explain. Like that, just because I haven't seen that or I haven't felt that or I haven't experienced that doesn't mean that I can't like validate and believe when someone else has had that experience. Yeah. And that's why I was like, cat calling, I was like, is the least problematic <laughs> example that I can think of. There are plenty that I can think of, but I didn't want to like, it's awful. I fucking hate it. Has it ever worked for you? Like, does that no, ever I mean, work? No, not even like, a, I mean, I can, I can see how it could be like, you know, a little frightening at times. Like if, when if it's, it's happening at night. And that's, you know, that's and, the thing is that like, and the best way to explain it to people is like, because you've had horrible situations, like I've had somebody come up and grab me on the ass after talking to me and I told them no and they followed me and like physically put their hands on me that's rough yeah when you've experienced that like you're afraid that every experience could turn out to be that so like when when that's happened to you then like the next time somebody's like hey mama you're like fucking no like stay away from me I don't (laughs) want you to touch me I don't want you to follow me like it can easily when it's turned bad before you can easily see it turning bad again and so any little thing is like, no, that could escalate to something worse. So it's always uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah, we don't recommend doing that. Oh, it's not. I've never catcalled. <laughs> there's like, um, there's this like twi- uh, Twitter like uh, feed thing that I read recently where this woman was talking about how like this, um, she was trying to sell her dryer and she's married. Yes, I read that and that was fucking terrifying. terrifying. Wait, 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 what, right. happened? what happened? So she's trying to sell her dryer, right? And she puts it up and she's married and she even says like, Look, I work weird hours, and, I'm, and if you're a man and you're coming to pick up this dryer, like, one, you're going to need help. Like, somebody's going to have to mm-hmm. help you. You're going to have to have a way to get it out, and you have to come by when my husband is home because I don't want to be home alone with a man in my house, like, coming to get this. And she's like, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm being too much, whatever, but maybe I fe- I'm feeling reasonable about this request. So then this guy comes. He's like the 60-year-old man. She shouldn't have to explain herself. She shouldn't, right. Boom. She shouldn't have to explain herself anyway. The 60-year-old man is like, I want to come pick it up. And the only time that he can come is when her husband is not going to be home. So she's thinking 60-year-old man. She's thinking, right, 60-year-old man, like, okay, like, he seems fine. He's got a wedding ring, like, whatever. Like, this shouldn't be a problem. Old man comes in. He's helping her. He tells her he doesn't have anybody to help, so she needs to help him get this dryer, like, out of the basement. And the whole time that they're, like, lifting the dryer, he's making all these comments about, like, how pretty she is, how nice she looks. Oh, man. And, like, how good it looks to see a woman, like, working. Like, she's, like, sweating, lifting this dryer and how, like, attractive that is. And all she's thinking is, like, I'm on the bottom, trapped under this dryer. If I upset this man, he can let it go and I can fall down the dryer or fall down the stairs and die in my own fucking house. Because I've upset this man. And she's like, tries to just let it go and laugh it off. And she helps him get it up the thing. And then they get it out. And for some reason, he says, like, they can't get it in his truck. He's going to have to come back later to get it. And she's like, really angry. bigger in a few Mm. hours. So he leaves. But then later, 
this same man showed up in the middle of the night um, and she heard like this banging on the door and she looked outside and she recognized who the man was. was But her husband husband answered the door. And when the man saw her husband at the door, he was like, oh, wrong house and turned around and left. And she looked out and she was like, that was the man who was here earlier about this dryer. So she's like. All these situations, like, I felt like, okay, like, this isn't that big. Maybe I'm making a big deal. Maybe I'm doing this to do this worse. But every step of the way, it was taken advantage of, and she was made to feel completely unsafe. Right. And then she couldn't help but feel like she brought it on herself because she had opened herself to this response, or she had felt like she had let this man in her home. And, and if anything had happened, she would have felt responsible for that thing happening to her, even though... It wouldn't really have been her fault. It would have been because someone took advantage and did something fucked up. Right. And that kind of situation happens with women all the time where they're just like, do is this a thing that I make a big deal about? Do I just laugh this off and pretend it's nothing? What how do I get out of the situation safely? And sometimes that situation is completely innocuous. But you've had this other experience that you can't treat the situation like it might be harmless because it might not be. And the minute that you assess the situation incorrectly is the minute that it can turn against you right i mean i've had i've like out late night and um like either walking back to my car or someplace else i've had i've had girls kind of like walk with me yeah um and some of them flat out say like i'm walking with you so people think that like we're together and um i've always wanted to just be like how do you know that I'm not? So oh, stop! But don't do that. <laughs> no, then, right? do. Like it wouldn't I be funny because she would immediately right. be like, Obviously, "Oh my god, scared!" Yeah, right. And, and, um. <laughs> so this is, but so that's an example. But this is what I mean of like, so going back to being haunted, <laughs> anything like that of a situation where I'm like, clearly you're upset. Like this is something that you're taking very seriously. You've obviously experienced something. Just because I haven't been there and I haven't felt that doesn't mean that I can't hear you believe you and and validate that experience and like hold it and like and you know like be respectful of of what you've experienced even if i'm like i didn't see that did that really happen like (laughs) i'm not i'm not that person (laughs) i appreciate that do you have anything else to to add about it or um god there's so much and it's just one of those things where you're on the spot just what do i talk about have you talked to your sister anymore? Yeah, I mean, I still talk to my sister. Um, but... Not like in general, like of course you talk to your <laughs> Yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, not, not in a long time. Not because of this, but I, I was uh, – we're going over on Halloween. And um, I did have other questions for her um, because a lot of – now that it's the activities starting to – it's been picking back up. I do have some questions for her. I want to know if she uh, – if, if there's anything happening with her. She seems like the type of person that would just completely ignore it, but it does a really good job of of making sure it's not ignored, making I was sure, say, that, sure that 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 you're thinking about it. And what was the one thing that 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 happened recently? Um, and Lindsay, um, uh, the, the girl I live with, uh, it was one of those things. Oh, I can't because so much is happening, like where things are just vanishing, and it's it, it's almost impossible to not talk about it to not give it the attention and yeah i just want to see if uh, if uh, it's happening if it happens to my sister yeah relatively around the same time that it's happening to me she seems like somebody that would have no problems fucking ignoring it because i don't think she talks about it with her husband and she has a little girl who's five so if it is happening her little girl's gonna start dealing with it um 
because you this is about the time that it all started for everybody in my family mm. so it was at that age things for you guys because we're talking about it here i would look out for just be wary of of you know just encounters during the day like if you talk to people um you know you're out getting coffee at wawa or you know you you're picking up dinner somewhere people are hostile towards you just try to let it roll off your shoulders um that's a lot. It, it it wants to cause dis- discord. It wants to cause strife. It it that's what I I do know one hundred percent is that it wants to disrupt your life. It wants to cause discord and and make things off kilter. I don't know why. I don't know if it feeds off of the energy. Um, if it gets off on it, but it definitely, you know, if things are you know. A little off. Just do your best to try to ignore it. It's not going to stay with you much longer. Do you have anything? Um, not right now. Do you have a question? No. I think we went through most of what I wanted to ask about. Yeah. <laughs> I have ghost looked like dad. Arrow ghost looked like you. <laughs> <laughs> but see, right? that's the thing. It's, it's what, taking I mean, on a shape. It, yeah, it's yeah. I, I that's something I. That I, to me was like really like creepier even than just the like. It was the second floor. How was I peeking in your window at the second floor? To me, it was the, like, it was you. Like, mm-hmm. I saw your face looking in through a yeah. window. Which is why I would like to know what, you know, when your sister saw a woman and then that woman was right in her face, was it was it someone that she knew? That's a good question. And or, for me, I was like, was, was it the it fucking mom? grandma? Like, oh, that was what I thought. And she wouldn't know because you would. guys have only seen one picture. No, she, they, they they knew my grandmother. But it was um, also like a quick kids. flash. And, and, like, if you're just like, oh, fuck! Like, and covering yourself in blankets. No, she saw her standing in the corner right. for a while. And then you said she came over, right? Yeah. And, like, she took the blankets down and she was, like, kneeling over her. Yeah. That's shit fuck right that. out of my nightmares. <laughs> fuck that. Like, I know. Like, nightmares but... as a child and nightmares now. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, did, was it Josh had a story about the governess, which we didn't talk about on the podcast, but that was like one of the ghosts that he had seen in the past. Well, his, uh, or was that Mary Angela? Somebody Z- was over like a crate or over like a, over the bassinet or whatever. Was, was that, that Mary Angela? Angela? Might've been Mary Angela. It the was governess Angela. was one of the ghosts that one of them told in us about. house. Did he yeah. work at a, or he lives in a haunted a house that's... Josh has stuff Josh attached Josh grew to up him. in a haunted house, yes, but also, like, since moving, like, has had, has been followed by something. And you can hear Josh's stories on uh, <laughs> episode one of Guestoberfest. <laughs> it's true, called Haunted People. Haunted People. Uh, and there's a quote about how there are no haunted places, only haunted people, which is, which is kind of an explanation as, like, why some people experience things much more deeply than other people in, in different places. Like they could possibly, you know, be more sensitive to like the energy that's there or like there are also um, dichotomies of hauntings as like manifestations of trauma um, in a way that like not to say that the haunting isn't being experienced, but that that is like leftover energy and and like creates this not like I don't want to say like creates this being but like makes someone more sensitive to to that experience and they can kind of like sense that more than someone who hasn't experienced something like that there are definitely things um from my childhood that I I used to see that I don't see anymore yeah um like when I was uh, in elementary school the blackboards were were green 
they weren't I black. I remember. Yep, yeah, mine too. Before they had those fancy dry erase boards. I could always see uh, um, when my teacher would be standing in front of him or anyone was standing in, in front of him. The outlines around them, uh, the chalkboard, mm-hmm. would always be lighter. Like you could – there was something around them I could always see as a kid. Anybody, and it only was really evident uh, when they stood in contrast to the chalkboard. I could always notice that. I, now I don't see that stuff anymore. Yeah. Whatever it was, I have no idea what that was. Right. Weird. Some yeah. weird stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry if I like made this really serious. No, 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 no. I was like, this has been great. That's what we wanted. We right. want to talk about, it, but I think there's also a point where we're just like, God, I don't even know what else to what ask. What else to ask or say? Yeah. Th- there's, of course, so I'll many send questions. You guys pictures of the objects. Ooh, oh yeah, please yeah. do. Yes, we put it on our social Share media. Share them on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, hopefully, I guess you talking about this doesn't cause it to stir up anything super negative I can handle it for you or your roommate I can handle it she yeah. can handle it too she's she a tough can. she's a tough bear <laughs> love it yeah. I've yeah. also known her like my whole life too so oh, cool well, I guess I mean do you have anything to add for like a following uh, like a final statement um what are your what are your final thoughts Jerry Springer my final <laughs> <laughs> take care of yourselves and each other end? yeah that's, that's it, it. Yeah. yes right he, he tells <laughs> his final other. thought and then it's take care of yourselves and each other he always manages to like no matter like how shitty the topic of his show <laughs> to actually find that like like, a, like a believable we nugget all go of morality. through hard things like in our lives exactly <laughs> you know whether it's but one thing know, that we got, can all relate you, to is we're all people and yeah. we do our best we work our hardest and we do what we can. And Take care of yourselves and each other. Show topics. So he always <laughs> finds that ner- nugget of morality to land and on. The you. most unmoral show that's out there. Oh my God! And then Steve, who ended up getting his own show, Steve Wilkos. Steve yeah. Wilkos. Oh, yeah, the guy who broke up all lunch. the fights. Yeah. He was like, he "Let does. me just get, get my own show. Get the hell off my stage." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts here? Um, <laughs> Get the hell off my uh, stage. No, uh, uh, because it's not over. Um, yeah. I would say... Sarah, she looks so... She's just making a sad fit. Like, if, um, it's not all that bad. You know, it's kind of, you know... For you, right? You it's said like, it's, it, it's, it's worse there. for the people that you... You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah I guess it's like... Um, like a, a blind person who who's born blind, you know, you feel sorry for them because they don't have this sense, but they don't know anything else. Yeah, and, and so it's not a problem for them. They they learn to live their life, you know, with this disability, and it doesn't bother them. Um, it's kind of like that, where it's it doesn't bother me. I know what what it is, and just having other people accept it is the problem a lot of times. It, yeah, I think that's always going to be the problem. Yeah. But I'm dealing with it, and I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Let us know when you talk to your sister. I will. I'm going to see her on Halloween. So, And let me know if anything oh, yeah, happens no, I mean, with we'll, you guys. We'll keep tabs on. By all means, yeah. Anything happens. Hopefully not. Got a couple days till this episode comes out. We might release it and then be like, update. <laughs> oh, maybe. Meow. That's the update music the update for music. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries when they have a <laughs> update on the mystery. Update. Well, I, th- well, I thought it was a wow. Right, oh, that's hard copy. Is well, that hard copy? I think or is so. That unsolved mysteries? Well, all, the whole Unsolved Mysteries theme is like do 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 do
Like that's the thing you're doing. But then when they just do the update, like it's just like that. Update. <laughs> update. Last time we told you this person's head hadn't who, been found. Now it show? has. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. He's dead now. He's dead now. And he, he did that show because he had a, like something horrific happened to his family. That was um, the host of America's Most Wanted. Whose name? Oh my god! I need to look it up right now. But his son was kidnapped and murdered. The, the guy who oh, hosts America's Most Wanted. Yes. That's awful. Yes. I'm like I'm gonna look that up right now. Host of America's. But it's, I think it's like his son. His was like son chopped up. It yes. Like it. his like three or four year old son. America's Most Wanted host. That's off the deep end shit right there. And that was before he was the host. Like that was what got him oh into gosh. shit. John Walsh. John Walsh. Murder of Adam Walsh is the oh. next thing that comes up. Uh, was an American boy who was abducted from a Sears department store in the Hollywood so, Mall so in Hollywood, Florida. So he was Florida, with him, or his mother was. His severed head was found <gasps> two weeks later oh, in a drainage man. canal along Florida's Turnpike in rural St. Lucie County, Florida. So he was taken to Florida. He was in California. And... No, in Ho- in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, in Hollywood, oh. Florida. Yeah. Okay. Um, his death earned national publicity. His story made it was made into the 1983 television film Adam, seen by 38 million people in its original airing. His father, John Walsh, became an advocate for victims of violent crimes and was the host of the television program America's Most Wanted. Wait, he became an advocate for violent crimes. No, an advocate yeah, for the, the victims, victims of okay. violent crimes. It was the and uh, and currently kind of spun that on the ear. hunt with John Walsh. Wow. Uh, he was six. His son. Oh. <sighs> Uh, yeah, Robert Stack was an actor before he was the host of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. But oh. yes, the host John Walsh, the host of America's Most Wanted, actually like his son was horribly brutally murdered, and then he went on to advocate for victims of brutal crimes and to host America's Most Wanted. I wonder. So clearly, he was. I don't want to say pa- fun facts. Just, yeah, just, just facts. <laughs> All facts. He was with his parents, uh, or one of them, at that mall. Because he was, yeah, abducted from so, the mall. Which I'm sure that's that's you, literally you have just some the weird synopsis. fucked up survivor's guilt. If it was dad that you yeah. were taken under his watch, or do you have? Yeah, some he type was of, with mom. He was with mom. So you, you blame the mom that bitch? The shock. Like, you Damn, bitch. You got say, my son's head it's like cut this was off. already dark, but this got <laughs> so dark. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to get into the mind. <laughs> right, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Oh. But yes, it was. Uh, she was with him at the at the. Oh God, Jesus, that's awful. And he was playing an Atari set. He was playing with the Atari at the Sears and. She yeah, video games. Doing never got to see a Nintendo. And the person came up and, oh God! <laughs> or Genesis or Dreamcast. It's a real tragedy. Or, oh, no, no. All the gaming too systems. soon. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? With that said, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank, we're yeah, so excited to have you on. We um, really appreciate you coming and and sharing your story with well, us. I'm not a storyteller, so I hope it was okay. Right. No, it was very good. Yes, great. and we would love you know tell us what you guys think. Tell us uh, how you felt about this yeah, story. Of course. Or... So you guys, of course, can always reach out to us by emailing us at deadtime stories with a z, all one word at gmail dot com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram, deadtime stories, all one word is our name on Insta. We're on Facebook. You are making such a face right now because we didn't even talk about the most important thing that happened this week. What's let's, that? Let's talk about it. We caught a ghost. Dick. Oh my god! Oh my god! We oh, did! No! We did! Oh my god! Forget everything I just said. 
Forget that we were ending this episode. So I mean, it's still, it's going to end soon, guys. But we just have to say we got our. We also, I was like, I can save the fetish five I have for next week. Let's do. Let's. let's yeah, save I was like, it. we're already a little, we're running a little long. But we are going to talk about. Oh, we're going to tell you about our ghost stick. Our ghost stick. We got our first ghost stick, you guys. Which I don't know, Aaron, if you've listened or not. We've been requesting since episode two. Um, this started out as a whole run of our show. This started as a joke. <laughs> it started as a joke because we mentioned um, talking about making like a Tinder dating profile just to find people who have had experiences and be like, we do a podcast. If you have experiences, let us know. But we're not on here to date you. We're not on here. We're like, don't send us a dick pic. But you Unless can send it if it's dressed, dressed up, up like as a, a ghost. ghost. So that's we've been making thing. this joke that we would like somebody to, and I was like, oh, it was kind of a joke, but like it was now also legit. Now it's for real. Now we really where we want were like, them. we really want Good. someone to dress up their dick Good as a ghost job, with a Kleenex, preferably with googly eyes, but just dress we're, up we're like Sharpie. with a Kleenex as a ghost. Don't send a picture of your dick unless it's dressed up as a ghost. Like fuck you, we, we don't want like that. A, like a little trucker cap. Or something. Well, and oh. we said that for Halloween we would Super accept, uh, which we never actually announced on the podcast. We we're like, for the month of October, we will accept any costumed dick, but That's like true. it still has to be in a costume. Um, but we had a fan reach out to us. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said not to disclose who he was. But, no, that's fair. That's fair. But he reached out to us and asked if we actually wanted it because he was a big fan he, of the show. And he was a gentleman about and it. And he was a total gentleman. He, he was like, I didn't it. want to just send it. Like, But if you guys you really... solicited it. You... <laughs> we did. And that's what we said. We're like, we have solicited as <laughs> saying we want for this. It. Um, but it's nice that he was a gentleman. But he, it. right. And he was like, do you really want one? Because I, I would send it to you. And we're like, oh my God, yes. And he was like, okay, should I send it to you via Instagram? Or should I email it to you? I was like, no, please down. email it to us. And he emailed emailed it to us and I opened it and like we were so excited I had that conversation with him at night before was I went to bed excited? and then I w- he was he, I, well, I, mean, I mean yeah he was at least semi excited <laughs> he didn't get any there was, was no perfect. extra dick in the shot right like, like it was like coming out of the pajama pants and there was a blanket pulled up and you could just see like the Kleenex over the dick you could tell it was over a dick but like you didn't see any extra dick okay like so peeking out from and underneath he was discreet about it he was yeah. so discreet. And discreet we've never seen this man's dick if you put it in a lineup we would not be able, be able to pick it out in the lineup um, at all it was very well done it was very well done and we were so 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 excited but I had had the conversation with him the night before and then I woke up in the morning and checked we our email up and woke pick. up and like got to see the ghost dick <laughs> and I was it, one it made me laugh and then two I was just like this was the best start to my morning it Like was. this is this was the best thing I could have seen we were texting each today. other like oh my god did you see it oh my god we have our first so ghost excited. dick so I won't be saying his name but you know who you are and thank and you thank you so much you brought us so much joy with your ghost dick we're still talking about it and if you want to also bring us joy with your ghost dick you can email, email it to us, us. dead time stories all one word with a g or with a g with a z at gmail.com does it have its own little like forward slash ghost dick um not yet we do hashtag sometimes do hashtag, hashtag ghost dick there's hashtag ghost dick start piling in you're gonna have to manage I that fingers so. y'all crossed. gonna have to manage that shit ladies <sighs> I'm trying crossed um so so yeah so thank you so much for the ghost dick and uh Happy Halloween, guys. Happy. This episode's coming out on Halloween. On Halloween. So happy, happy, happy Halloween. Thank happy you for Halloween. spending it with us. Thank you for celebrating Guestoberfest with us this month. Bah, 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 bah. And uh, thank you for following us. This is our 25th episode. We're a quarter of the way to 100. So so this is our last episode. No, I'm just kidding. Stop, Peter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love Peter. He's our older he mate who listen doesn't to listen this. to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so... Aaron, thanks again. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank Happy you, Halloween. Ghost Happy Dick Halloween. Sender. Thank you, listeners. 
And yeah, thank you, everybody. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Dead Time Time Stories. Stories. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 